2023 is here. 2022, it came and went. And this is this is our, uh, Keeks and I, this is our bread and butter right here. This is our list. This is our favorite watches from TV, our favorite first-time watches, the first time being uh, movies that were released before the year of 2022 that we watched in the year 2022. And then we're going to give our top 10 with some honorable mentions of 2022 movies. It's been a good year. Uh, I, I'm already positive that Keeks and I have very uh, diverse lists and some the same and some different. Um, but uh, we're excited. It's been an awesome year. We want to thank everybody for all the support, all the love, all the feedback, um, all the audience interactions. And it's, man, I love curating the list. It's so fun. So without further ado, Keeks, how you doing? How was the year? Let's uh, let's get to the nitty gritty. Love it. I'm ready. Uh, go back to school tomorrow. But, you know, it. it's time. We've only got one more week of the semester left. Going to get some final tests done. We're we're going in. We're going in. We're gonna go hard. Let's go. And what what can't think of a better way to kick this off than our top lists? Yes, twenty twenty two, which is we've been doing the first time watches. We added the first time watches, I think, for New Year's twenty twenty one. So it's from COVID. Yeah, 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 exactly from COVID because it's like, well, we haven't. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot that came out that year. Yeah. I love I love the first time watches because I mean you're not just watching new release you're watching a lot of other classics and other movies that people have recommended to you or other movies that you haven't gotten to and so first time watches is probably one of my favorite lists. It is. It might yeah, be it's, almost, it's definitely mine. It is. It might. Uh, yeah, it might be my favorite compared to because it can be movies from the seventies, sixties, early two thousands, nineties. So you got a very fun mix. Back. Yeah, I've got I've got stuff from kind of all over. I've got stuff from let's see. I've got stuff from the 70s. I've got stuff I think from the 80s. Yep, got stuff from the 90s, got stuff from the 2000s, 2010s and uh 2020s too. Okay. So I've got nice. stuff from five different decades. Yeah. Yeah, five six different decades. Love that. Yeah, I probably got stuff from four different decades in mine. Are there any, okay. what surprises, before we get into it, um, especially, you know, before we get into TV first, what surprises did not make either of your lists? Um, Rings of Power did not make my TV list. Oh, is that, oh, okay, yeah, that could be one thing too, is like a surprise that you thought would make it, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably my, one of my biggest surprises. Um, Avatar Way of Water did not make my top 10 newly mm -hmm. released yeah uh top gun maverick did not make my top 15 or i mean i i think it was like right at 20 wow mm -hmm. that's shocking to me uh see and everyone keeps saying that i don't know you kind of know me as like a movie goer i don't know what like i love what it is technically but i didn't like i wasn't like blown away by the story or like the third act which gotcha. i liked a lot like don't get me wrong gotcha. it's just i don't know I don't know okay. what it was. You know, like what you like. And that's, again, that's the thing with these lists. They're all, movies are all subjective. There are things that you like more than another person, or maybe you, there was something that you connected with that film that somebody was like, I did not connect with that. Like for me, my biggest disappointment of the year was probably the Fablemans. I did not connect with that movie as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. So that is probably my biggest disappointment for me personally was the Fablemans. What's your biggest disappointment? 
Um, gosh, let's see. Well, I think, huh? Uh, don't worry, darling. Okay. Because I love Booksmart. Booksmart was my favorite first time watch of 2020. Oh, that's right. I loved Booksmart. And don't worry, darling. I just found to be a predictable mess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I'm on the other side where I'm like, yeah, I actually like Don't Worry, Darling. Hmm. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. You get it like a C plus, right? Uh, B minus, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny how much three, people three react stars. to like, if you give something a B minus, people are like, oh, that bad. But if you give it a C plus, it doesn't have that negative reaction. Yeah. It's like the plus and the minus. I don't know what it is, but it makes it, a huge difference. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, okay, let's get into okay. TV. Let's go right into the TV. Um, I'll start. I'll go okay. with my honorable mentions. Uh, first, starting off with my honorable mentions, as I mentioned, that did not make my list, but it made my honorable mentions, is Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets my honorable mentions. I watched roughly 20... Let me show you real quick. Now, when you're talking about... You talk about series, this is like mini series stuff like that. So series. I watched... Yeah, I watched a f- total of 15 of miniseries, TV shows this year that's it yeah but i mean you gotta remember you gotta remember i watched all of attack on titan i caught caught up with attack on titan no that's a good point and death note and demon slayer so i got a lot of anime in yeah that's a good point okay Uh, another uh honorable mention is erased um the little mini series that's another anime Uh, another honorable mention is stranger things season four cool and then another honorable mention is Only Murders in the Building for season two. Loved specific. I loved all four of these, but more so like Erased, Stranger Things season four, Only Murders in the Building. I like the momentum that Rings of Power is building. But Only Murders in the Building is like number six right now. It's just right outside. Okay. Mine are Stranger Things season four, Archive 81, Peacemaker, and Smiling Friends. Smiling Friends is a little cartoon on Adult Swim. Peacemaker is HBO Max. Archive 81, a one seri- a one season thing that Netflix did. And then Stranger Things season four, obviously, what, 90% of the, the world watches Stranger Things. Still yeah. fun. Still good. Yeah. Oh, great. Great summertime show. Okay. Are we going to go five through two? Yes, five through two. Okay. I'll start. Number okay. five, um, Apple Plus TV original. Binge this. One of my favorite pods this year, Severance. Got it. Severance at number five. Okay. And then, honestly, <laughs> my top five, honestly, all could have been interta- interchanged, but I had to stick with my guns. So number five is Severance. Number four, beautiful animation. I felt like I was super late to the party, but I'm finally glad I watched it. And I'm super excited for what's to come, Demon Slayer. And number four, so cool. Loved it. Number three, I have it just edging out a little bit. I had a debate. It's Attack on Titan. Went ham, binged it so hard. I loved it. I'm yeah. looking forward to the final season. Oh, this was tough. But number two, my all-time favorite fictional character on television. It's all good, man. Saul Goodman, Better Call Saul, had such a good ending. It was um honestly the perfect season like it wrapped everything up for Saul Goodman's character I loved it I love Better Call Saul there are better payouts for Better Call Saul but Breaking Bad has better moments I don't know if that makes sense higher moments 
So I love the character building that Better Call Saul did. And honestly, it adds even more of a legacy to Breaking Bad. So if you're a Breaking Bad fan, you haven't watched Better Call Saul, I, I recommend it, especially if you love Saul Goodman and Bob Odenkirk is like the perfect casting choice for Saul Goodman. So that's my five through two. Cool. So my number five is a show on Showtime. And it had a lot of buzz last year from 2021 going into 2022. So me and Becky binged it like January of 2022. Um, a lot of great mystery, a lot of um, unconventional like story. There's like three different time periods going on at the same time. And that okay. is Yellow Jackets. It's a story about a plane of girls on their way to the high school national championship for soccer. It crashes in the woods. So you have one story that's before the crash, what happens to them during the crash, and then 30 years later, um, the fallout of 30 years that's already happened, and you're meeting these characters and seeing kind of the repercussions of the crash. So uh, Yellow Jackets is awesome, very worth your time, great mystery thriller, a little bit of horror in there too. Uh, number four, like kind of you talked about, the exact same spot is Demon Slayer, specifically season two. Um, just incredible aspects of animation in every, in every part of this, especially those like, what is it? It's the two second to last episodes of season two have some of the most breathtaking animation you could ever see, not just on TV, but anywhere. Demon Slayer is very worth your time and pretty easy barrier of entry to watch it as well. If you've never watched anime and you're curious, I think Demon Slayer is a good place to start. I agree with that. The next one, number three, Nathan Fielder's Bold Return to Form. It is HBO Max's The Rehearsal, um, taking a lot of bits that he did from Nathan for you and cranking it up to a thousand while also analyzing industry standards and exploitation along with art and how all of those blend together to make this insane creation. The Rehearsal is... Like may, one of the most thought provoking and also one of the just most horrifying TV shows I watched all last year. So yeah. uh, very, very worth your time. My number two is uh, Apple TV Plus's Severance, an incredibly original story, um, great direction, insane cinematography for yeah. a TV show. And every single character is so good. There's so many of these pieces that have been set up to make season two, one, be even even better. And two, like break out of what they've already done and establish a little bit more or add even more to these characters with maybe the best season finale to a TV show that I've seen. And I don't want to say ever, but definitely one of the top season finales of a TV show. Amazing, amazing cliffhanger. Like to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, like that ticks me off, but like enough to be like, I can wait. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That whole, those last two episodes are truly, the whole show is so it, intriguing. It really knows how to build off of each episode, how to keep you guessing, how to keep you waiting. So Ben Stiller, hats off. Oh yeah. Um, oh gosh. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Is Turturro, all those involved. Very, very talented. Very good show. Patricia Arquette is so good in it as their boss. Yes. Menacing. Yeah. Totally. It, it really answers like a question, like one question that you have, like each episode. So slow. But the, like like you said, the last two episodes are whew, heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, on to my number one. 
and that is Death Note. Oh! You oh my gosh! Okay, no, I didn't. Yeah, Death Note. Death Note gets number one. This was... Yeah, I mean, this this show grabbed after three episodes. I'm like, yep, I'm in, I'm hooked. I'm the in. potato chips. Yeah, the potato chips. It was just so interesting because, like I said, this this show, I was rooting for Light, and I'm like, holy crap, he's a scumbag. Like, why am I rooting for him? I, I should be rooting for L. He's the good guy. But there was like times where I was like, I really kind of want Light to to be like the new god. And then there was times where I was like, no, he is totally over his head. Like L needs to, needs to win. Like the battle of the wits was amazing. And when I, when I felt like it started to drag, it picked right back up and it was just like, just a tight, I think 37 episodes probably could have cut it off at 30, but I was totally fine with extending it. And like the finale, you're on the edge of your seat. Like you are in it for the long haul and it's and it's poetic how it ends so i I love death note voice acting is amazing the animation's awesome and just the story is nuts so to build off of yours the director of death note is also the director of my favorite tv show of 2022 it's been my favorite tv show of the last four years and that is attack on titan this was season 4.2 is what i've been calling it yeah, every single opening is so dope. The the story, it's the best world building on TV right now. It is hands down. Every single person that I've said, watch Attack on Titan, they've come back and they're like, oh, I watched it in a week and a half. Like, it is yeah. that good. It keeps you that invested. These characters and these groups of characters, single-handedly one of the most iconic, two of the most iconic characters of the last 10 15 years mikasa and levi from the survey corps come from this tv show yeah um, aaron is such a good protagonist from the beginning to where he's at now um just the three-dimensionality i don't even know if that's a word that is added to these characters is unlike anything that we have right now in tv Every character is real. Every character is a person. Every character is a demon and an angel at the same time. And you can't help but to say Attack on Titan is, for me, it's when it ends will be my favorite show of all time. Uh, It's hard to not. It's hard to not have it be. Yeah. The favorite show. Mm -hmm. Maybe that maybe the best anime and I'm a homer for Naruto, but I got to recognize Attack on Titan is that good. Like, like you said, like every person that you've mentioned, like is pumped out in a week and a half, two weeks. That was me. Yeah. And Todd, <laughs> didn't a, Todd pump it out like a week and a half too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a testament. A kid. To <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. Attack on Titan, it is on Hulu. Same with Demon Slayer. These are two animes. Like Attack on Titan has no anime tropes. It is an animated drama. That's all it is. And sure. it is. 100,000% worth your time. Get into it. I don't even... Some people are like, oh, the first couple episodes are kind of slow. I don't know what show they watched. It's absolutely gripping from beginning to where it is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, the first three episodes are like, you're like, holy crap, this is getting right. The first episode, the pilot alone. Yeah. And yeah, the mystery a- that unfolds and the story that unfolds as it goes. You you just, you have, you would, once you get to where you are, we are now, you'd never guess in a million years that this is where you'd be. When is when is the new season release? Is it this next I don't year? Know. Is it this year? I don't know. I would be willing to guess end of next year or of this year, I guess. Okay. But I don't um, know. Yeah, no, yeah. The characters are good. The story's good. The action's amazing. 
Absolute mind bender. Great number one. I'm going to just Google it really, really quick. Uh, in 2023, but we don't have exact release dates. Gotcha. So, yep. Not okay. sure, but I, I would imagine it comes out um, middle to late this year. Yeah, hopefully. And Demon then Slayer Demon comes Slayer. out in three months. Season yeah. three comes out uh, in April. Yeah, the, 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 is it the Village Smith arc? I think so. I don't remember what it's actually called. Come here. Come on, honey. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, hi, honey. Come here. So there it is. There are our TV shows. Um, one that y'all will notice is not present for me is Twin Peaks, but I'll have plenty to talk about um, uh, as as we get further into our list. I'll just say that much. I love that. Okay. So we go to? Are we going to first time watches? Do you want to go to theater now? No, let's go first time. Okay. Or what do you want to do? I kind of, I don't know. I Let's go. Let's go theater. We're okay. here. Let's do theater 2022. Cool. Let's say first um, time watch for last. I like that. Let's mix it up. Okay, great. So for my theater watches, I have six honorable mentions that I want to talk about because okay. I think there were that many good movies and I want to do it. The first one is a YouTube documentary. It's still a documentary. It just so happens to be on YouTube by defunct land. It is called Disney channels theme, a history's mystery. Uh, the next is weird. The weird Al movie next is decision to leave park. Chan wicks, new film. Uh, next is The Northman, Robert Eggers' film and his most accessible. Uh, next is Knives Out, Glass Onion. And then right after that is Kid Cudi's animated film, Enter Galactic. Big, big surprise buzzer beater coming in. I love it. What about you? What are okay, honorable my, mentions? My honorable mentions are The Outfit. Okay. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. Tar. Violent Night. And honestly, just right outside the 10 is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Cool. Loved, loved Pinocchio. Okay. So there you go. Okay. There are my uh, honorable mentions. Is it top 10 time? It is top 10 time. At my number 10, it is uh, maybe the maybe my best and biggest surprise, or one of them is Barbarian. Incredible, incredible horror film that has this crazy beat switch up right after the first act and it, it keeps you glued there beginning to end. Really great movie. Uh, the next is Cooper Rafe's follow-up to his 2020 film Shit House. It is Cha-Cha Real Smooth with Dakota Johnson in it. Very sweet story. Great film. Uh, number eight. I'm a huge... I honestly, some of these movies should be ahead of it, but I, I had to stick to my guns. Um, oh, just kidding. I switched this. I switched this. Number eight is... Um, Damien Chazelle's newest film, uh, Balls to the Wall, <laughs> Hollywood craziness is Babylon. I Love loved it, it. Um, especially if you've been on set or you know or you like enjoy anything about filmmaking. This is a movie that'll be right up your alley. Most people that I know who have seen it really like it, so it's been funny to see people. I had someone say it's like you're the first person I know that's liked this, and it's like most people I know like it, so I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It is it is pretty divisive I, though. I would like to watch it though this year. I would. Like I think you'd enjoy it. it. I do yeah. think you'd enjoy it. So my number seven is this is one that I think some other movies should be ahead of it, but I got to stick to my guns, and that is, I'm Vengeance, the Batman. Really? Yep. Yep. That seems uh, low. That seems low for you. Well, it's because I loved a lot of movies this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, like. 
and and the batman is really long like the the biggest batman trill i know yeah exactly shill i think is what you mean shill oh there we go (laughs) um and then number six is i'm nice i like to be nice and that is the banshees of inishirin oh i love it on his follow-up to three billboards just a heartwarming some of the hardest i laughed and some of the most i felt all in one movie this year so very good movie that's awesome i love it Mm -hmm. so my number 10 is going to be one that I wanted to watch for a while. I feel like it's grown on me even more. That is 13 Lives, Ron Howard's. Um, it's on Amazon on Prime. On Stuckout's list, too. Yeah, I was surprised that it was so high on Stuckout's list. It was like number five. Yeah, I was very surprised, too. But uh, what I liked about this, it wasn't very character-driven. It's the based on the true story of the 13 soccer players that get, that get um, caught in the cave in Thailand and... Um, you have a good cast. You have Viggo Mortensen, you have Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. but you know, they're just, they're there to provide, they're the divers, but like the biggest character is the situation. It's the cave and it's the suspense and the emotion and um, seeing that, like getting excited about the characters in this and the actors, they are more just, you know, kind of in the background, so to speak. It's more about the situation. So very suspenseful, very great camera work with the diving. So uh, that gets my number 10 spot. Um, my number nine, my guilty pleasure movie of the year. Uh, I got to recognize this when I give my lists out. Uh, Chris Duckman says this every year, and I totally agree. Do I recognize that Tar and Everything Everywhere All at Once is probably better than this movie? Absolutely. But this movie is my kind of guilty pleasure, and that is Ambulance Michael Bay. <laughs> number nine. I, I, this movie is so fun. It's so fun. What did I tell you? Right after I watched it, I was like, this is going to be in your top 10. Yeah, and it sure it is. It sure is. And the same thing kind of with number eight. This is a movie that I recognize that is not for everybody, but everybody can enjoy it. But more so for me, I loved it. It's hustle. It's grown on me, man. Like, I really want to rewatch it. I love the theater experience with all the lace them up um, people there. And Adam Sandler, I feel, is just like in his element in hustle. It's a great basketball movie. It's one of the best basketball movies I've seen in years. So yeah, hustle. And then number seven, uh, just the sweet tender watch of Cha Cha Real Smooth. I really enjoyed this great streaming movie. I wish I would have watched it in theaters, uh, but Cooper Rafe is very delightful, and it's a good message about you know sometimes your assumptions are not always right. That you can be wrong, and some people you don't have the answers for some people's problems. So I like that. Yeah, uh, number it's like it's, it's a great look at like love too. Yeah. Number six, one of my su- surprise watches this year that I was so glad I enjoyed because I know you love this one. And that is Nope. I had a blast with Nope. I think it's so fun. It's so original. Um, it does have like a little bit of Jaws in the sky feel, but it is just has its own touch of originality. And I, I think the acting and it was great. The tension was amazing. And, and the nighttime visuals, spectacular. So the way they did that is insane. Yeah. So nope is 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 so sweet. Okay. So there's my ten through six. Here's my top five right here. Five through five through two. It is Kate Blanchett's Tar. I've seen it twice in theaters. It oh, is I didn't know that twice. Weirdly, kind of a comfort watch to me. I don't know why it is because it's not necessarily the most engaging movie, but the themes of it, the visuals and the character of Lydia Tarr, it literally you leave and you're like, oh, I wonder what Lydia Tarr is doing right now. Cause it feels like they're a real person. Yeah. 
the next one, TC, you and I got to do, you and I got to be the stars of the sequel. It is RRR. It is brotherhood to the extreme. It is the ultimate bromance film. Just a blast from beginning to end. Speeds by Tollywood movie. It is on Netflix, but it is dubbed in Hindu. When I believe the original um, language it's in is Telugu. So if you can find it and buy it in the original language it's in, it's going to add much more to your experience. Yeah. Now, my number three is, uh, you know, as someone that's been working in filmmaking for the last year, year and a half, watching it kind of gets you overwhelmed and is like, oh, well, I don't know how I'd ever make anything like this. And that is everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, love letter to the technical aspects of film with an emotional story, uh, incredible performance it's michelle yo and kate blanchett for me uh going up to see who's going to be best actress this year and i'm excited to see who wins i hope it's michelle yo but kate blanchett is so good in tar yeah my number two is a movie that just gut punched me it flipped a switch in my brain to help me understand what parenting and parenthood must be like there's a lot of movies like that this year of like parenthood, everything, everywhere, all at once being another example. Um, and that is After Sun. Uh, Paul Mescal is fantastic. Great directorial debut. I don't remember who the name of the director is, but Charlotte Wells, Charlotte Wells did a great job. And it really is just such an incredible time. Uh, an emotional watch and a look at like how memory can be captured through mirrors and lenses and cameras and through our eyes as well to to you know perceive how memories are created so after sun incredible at number two okay uh my five through two starting off with number five mm-hmm. gonna piggyback right off of you is after sun oh it's yeah, in it's in man i watched this last night well on the 31st recording yeah. on Sunday. but uh buzzer beater buzzer beater and uh yeah, like this this movie is it it does gut gut punch you. And I think What was the gut punch for you? I think it was honestly after I watched it, I was just like, man, like what what kind of happened? Like clearly the dad had mental health problems and clearly um that was the last like it seemed like, you know, he was bogged down with a lot of issues, like financial issues, and just was trying to connect with his daughter. And I watched a YouTube breakdown. This guy did a wonderful job. I'll send it to you because I think you should watch it. 17 minutes. And this guy does a fantastic job breaking down the shots, breaking down the character. And that, like, breakdown made me even like the movie even more because he would just was like, this is what happening was here. This was happening here. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like felt like I missed that. And the way he talked about it and the way that I was reflecting back on the movie was just like a surreal moment. And it was, it's a, it is a tearjerker. Like, I think everybody should watch this because um, it might resonate with you differently, but it is, it is a great, great watch that talks a lot about, you know, mental health talks about a lot about memories like you'd mentioned and, and sometimes holding on to those sweet memories that may have not have been as sweet. And you're trying to remember that somebody for the good things that they did rather than maybe the negative things. Mm-hmm. I, I want to review this because we should. Yeah. I think, I think people should watch and, and the long shots that it had. And there's like a lot of moments of silence is very beautiful. Yep. Especially when like the cameras 
point you see the reflection of everything through like a TV. Yeah. And how the, the formats change. Very cool. I think we should review this this okay. after anticip and our anticipatory anticipation. Most anticipated. There we go. That's the term. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, number five. So after sun. <laughs> okay. Um, number four. Uh man, it has to be the follow-up to Knives Out, and that is Glass Onion. This was such cool. a fun theater watch. And uh, I was a little concerned that wasn't going to be as good as the first one. And there's some aspects that make it even better than the first one. So I tell people that I like it like a, I tell people I like the first one just like a hair more. But there's sometimes I'm like, actually, maybe it's Glass Onion. But yeah, Glass Onion. Great. I definitely like Glass Onion more. And the characters all work together. The cast is fantastic. And it's a really fun murder mystery. Um, Number three is the Batman. The Batman. Dun, 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 Vengeance. Matt Reeves, give the guy the keys. Let him make whatever he wants. Let him cook. Yeah, let him cook. Like, let him do what he wants to do. And the Batman was amazing. I think probably one of my favorite parts was just Gotham. Gotham looked horrifying. No thanks. Would never, ever want to stay there. And Robert Patton was amazing. Robert Pattinson was amazing. But like I said, the setting of Gotham, like I felt like I was there. Very cool theater experience. Um, number two, uh, this one surprised me how much I liked it and how much it's grown on me and marinated. And that is Banshees of Inisherin. Wow. Am I yeah. anticipating a tomorrow you're going to say you don't want to be friends anymore? No. <laughs> I'm going to start throwing, start throwing <laughs> my fingers at your doorknob. The ultimate mess around and find out movie yeah i love banshees of Inisherin. it the the story the, the the characters the the setting um it's beautiful like it looks so good on the screen that's another ambulance and banshees of Inisherin are like the two i'm like i wish i would have saw those in theaters i'm so glad you liked banshees of Inisherin. i'm so glad that you did did you not think i would it's not that I, it's like when it comes to dramas, I'm always, you're, you're, it's so hard to, to guess if you're going to like them or not. Yeah. Yeah. It just has to hit me different. But, uh, yeah. like, like I said, like Tar and Fablemans and everything are everywhere all at once didn't resonate with me as much as it did with other people. But man, I'm glad Banshees did because Banshees was good. I love mm -hmm. Banshees. Cool. Like everybody should watch this. I've never seen anything like it. It's a great breakup story. And yeah. Okay. So that's number two. Okay. My number one comes from probably my favorite filmmaker right now. Uh, absolutely has. And I didn't even really love his last movie. I like it. But his first movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. And that is Jordan Peele's Nope. Um, it There are so many layers to it. You can enjoy it as just a nice Spielbergian adventure thriller. Or you can enjoy it as this look of how Hollywood has exploited people along the way. And the horrors that we continued to capture in our real lives without even batting an eye and not even flinching at it. You know what I mean? Just the very first quote of, I will throw dirt on you and make you a spectacle like verse from the Bible is such a great representation of this entire movie. The creature design was wild, how it's basically just a, a big old school, like film camera is how it works. And, um, uh, not looking things in the eye and all the animals used and the visual effects like the cinematography is insane. So 
I loved Nope. It's something that I saw it twice in theaters. One of only like, I don't see a lot of movies again in theaters. I'll generally kind of revisit them later. But as yeah. soon as I saw it, I could not wait to go see it with some friends. I know you went and saw it again with me in Canada. That it was with you. I was trying to think. I was like, did we see it together? I thought we yeah. did. Yeah, we yeah. saw it in IMAX. Very cool theater experience. Yeah. And we saw it with my buddy Jack. Great time to go see you with Jack, too. Yeah. Yep, that's my number one. I don't know what oh, I think I do know what your number one is. Yeah. My number one, Top Gun Maverick. It was it it it, it was just one of the most excited and fun theater experiences I've had in years. It was so fun. I loved it. And I saw Top Gun, the first one, like a couple of years beforehand. And I was like, yeah, I still haven't Gun. seen it. Yeah. And you don't really need to see it. But seeing the first Top Gun, I was like, OK, like that was fun. It's cheesy. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick does everything that Top Gun does and multiplies it and does it even better. And uh, I mean, hats off to the whole cast of postponing this. This was supposed to be released in 2019. That's bonkers to me. And it Jeez. finally and it finally dropped like 2022. I think it was Memorial Day weekend, like the perfect time. This is the perfect summer blockbuster. And not only is it visually amazing, it's just like I love I, I enjoy the story. The pacing's awesome. Uh, it's accessible. I think anybody can watch this and have a good time and appreciate uh, the filmmaking. It's it is movie magic to me. And it is just an absolute ride. Sound effects. Like, I hope this gets um, some Oscar nods. And if even if it doesn't, I think it really helped our theaters, too. So it was kind of like that theater movie that everyone needed to just, you know, go watch and go enjoy the theaters. And hats off, I think, to, to Tom Cruise, who was just like, nope, this needs to be in theaters. We're not going into streaming. And thankfully so. I, you know, after 2020 and 2021, where movies were just... It, it it was rough. It was rough to say the least. My number one movie of 2020 was a movie that technically came out in 2019, but it got a major release in 2020. Um, this year desperately needed some heavy hitters and Top Gun Maverick, you know, Stucco talks about it a little bit and I'll kind of piggyback as well. Um, might have saved movie theaters. <laughs> I, I don't I I'm not even being facetious about that. I think without Top Gun Maverick this year, the film industry looks is good would pivot a lot. But um, yeah, not only did it make theaters like right revitalize theaters, it made us realize that streaming might not be the big future we think it is. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think everybody can say like movies are better in the theaters. Like I and said, now with Avatar, Avatar's already crossed a billion in two weeks. Oh, really? Um, it probably will make two, two and a half billion. It has nothing coming out. It has no competition until like February. Yeah. Dang. Yep. So uh, should we read some of the sweets, favorite movies of the year? Go for it. You want to do that? Let's okay. do it. I got, I got it pulled up. It um, looks like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read some of them. Uh, Con Hardy says Banshees of Inish Sharon. Uh Jacob Bernard underscore 2007 says Top Gun Maverick and the way Avatar, the way of water. Sprank Derv says, I have not stopped thinking about tar since I saw it a couple months ago. Um, Jason is lame says you won't be alone. Uh, Austin Smith says everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Brooks RD says Top Gun Maverick. Um, Kenna Lee says, Nope, everything everywhere all at once and barbarian. Uh, Makai Tupo says Avatar and Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, Marcy B21 says Top Gun Maverick, Glass Onion, uh, Three Hole Punch, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Becky, was hers Banshees of Inna Sharon? Was that her favorite? 
I guess so. Yeah. Because that's what she said. Happy hippie. Uh, Jake Snow Meacham says, Marcel the Shell forever. Uh, Tree Phillips is Bardo. I know you didn't like Bardo. I can see why. There was a lot of good stuff in Bardo. I I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't love the subtext. Uh, a couple more. House of the Stag says, I'll rewatch the Batman for years. Um, 801 Keenan and Smart says, Top Gun Maverick and Till. And then um, Tanta Ralph says, Favorite was um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then most overrated was Top Gun Maverick. Sorry if I mispronounced some of your handles, everybody. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> So it looks like Top Gun Maverick and everything everywhere all at once were the consensus more or less. Sure, yeah. And we'll be starting the Sweeties are next week. So we'll be putting up polls this week of uh, certain categories that we have. So make sure to submit your responses. Let us know what you want from there. Follow us at SweetFilmTalk.com or SweetFilmTalk. <laughs> That's our website, SweetFilmTalk.com. And also uh, SweetFilmTalk uh, on Instagram. Uh, we never post on Twitter, but we do have a Twitter. And... Oh, I had one more thing. Oh, yeah. Give us five stars on here or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Yeah. Okay. Love it. I think it's uh, time. Okay. I can't I can't wait for this. You start because I love I love this one because there's so many different movies that you can have here. The playing field is every movie released before this year. And it's great just to see our favorite things that we watched. Yeah, the playing field is nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. My honorable mentions are going to be what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Midnight in Paris, mm, Encanto, like okay, uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Good and lastly, uh, Fast of Night. Oh, Fast of Night is my arm. I think that movie was so cool, and you recommended this. Cool. So love Fast of Night. I love how everyone, um, yeah, and it's just because you brought it up, but Encanto was so popular at the beginning of last year, and it's like, where were all of you in November of twenty twenty one? Yeah, when it very came out. Curious, very curious. Um, okay, so here are my honorable mentions. Chung King Express, Wong Kar Wai. Um, I had only seen In the Mood for Love, and I think the first half of Chung King Express is like a B B minus, didn't love it. The second half is an A plus. Mm. So uh I wish I could have put it higher, but I didn't feel good putting it higher. Uh Godfather Part Two. Okay. A girl walks home alone at night. Martin Scorsese's I feel like I changed that. Did I change that? I might have changed that. Hold on. I thought I changed it, but maybe I didn't. Is Martin Scorsese's Silence? Maybe I didn't. Nope, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Silence, and then uh, Cooper Rafe's first film, Shit House. Okay. Those are my honorable mentions. I like it. I am not a huge Francis Ford Coppola guy, I realized this year. You know, it is what it is. Teach their own. Okay, 10 through 6. Great. Uh, my number 10 is Little Miss Sunshine. Really fun. Had a blast with this. Uh, number 9, M. Night Shyamalan. Signs. Super fun. I wouldn't say maybe fun's a word. It's just good, edge of your seat, cool alien movie. I love alien movies. Fun. Yeah. Another alien movie to follow that was our uh, Halloween review, and that is The Thing at number eight. Thing, practical effects are amazing. Uh, Go listen to our review on Trick or Sweet, volume four. So, review The Thing. So, I guess number eight spot. Number seven, probably my favorite rom-com of the year, 
and that is the big sick. I thought it was very fun, very cute, and really funny too. So seen it. You haven't seen it? I think no, you would like it. Seen. I don't yeah. want to hype it up too much, but I think you would I think you would laugh. I think I would too. Yeah, it's good. What is what is what's his name? Camille. Non-Gianna. Camille. Yeah. Camille. It's a, it's based on his love story. It's like factual. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Hey. So uh number six. Uh, James Mangold, very good at making movies. He's one of my favorite directors, and that is Walk the Line at number six. Oh, nice. Okay, Joaquin, cool. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon have awesome chemistry, and I love the music in this. And yeah, this just really surprised me more than I thought I would like it. So number have six, I, Walk the have Line. Have you seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? No, I know. I need to watch that because I know you watched that this year, didn't you? I've seen it a few times, but okay. I, I think you'll really like it. Yeah. So that's been one, that's one I wanted to get to. But yeah, Walk the Line was fantastic. I'm really, after watching Walk the Line, I'm like even more excited for The Dial of Destiny with James Mangold directing Indiana Jones. How can you not be? Everyone that's like, oh, Indiana Jones, like, mm, nope. I think James Mangold is not James Cameron, obviously, but I think James Mangold knows how to make good movies. Yes. Also, yep. as a side note, for all of us that was like, you know, if we all said it's like, oh, who cares about Avatar? You know, you want it to fail. We hope it doesn't do well. Very weird mentality. We should always want movies to do well because we get more of them. We get better ones and it's just good for everyone. Movies should perform well at the theaters, which means we get more movies in the theaters. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Okay. My number 10. Uh, I was a little hesitant. It, it came up on our f- uh, f- uh, fun movie club wheel and it was Black Swan. I saw a movie called Perfect Blue about six years ago. Uh, Satoshi Kon, it's an anime from the 90s and a lot of Black Swan is very similar. In fact, I believe Darren Aronofsky bought the rights to Perfect Blue to recreate some scenes for uh, Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan. And so I was a little hesitant, but Black Swan's awesome. It, it really truly is as good as it should be. And the score is amazing. A um, lot of great direction in there. A lot of use of mirrors and, and identity. And I liked it a lot. Number is nine, it, this one. A, oh, sorry. Is that a thriller? It's more of like a thriller, yeah. right? It's like a drama thriller. Okay. You'd, you'd handle it. You'd be able to handle it. It's not like a horror movie. Cool. It has some horror elements, but I think you'd like it. Okay. My number nine. This one totally caught me off guard. And that is Edward Scissorhands. Wow. I loved Edward Scissorhands. I loved the story about it. I loved the fish out of water. I loved everything about Edward Scissorhands, the production design. Um, Tim Burton really, really hit it out of the park with that one. My next one, I watched a few Dario Argento movies. He's an Italian giallo horror director. Um, this movie is called Deep Red. The the It's such a great whodunit twist and turns and it gets to the end and it's like, Oh my gosh. And you rewind it to go watch it again. And all of the pieces add up. So I loved deep red. Now my number seven, this is a, some, this is a buzzer beater too. I think I finished it on the 30th and that is Wes Anderson's the Royal Tenenbaums. Honestly, with time, this could shoot up to be like maybe deserving of like the number two or three spot this year. But I, I love the Royal Tenenbaums. It is just perfectly everything that I like I'll talk more about you know there's one side of me that's David Lynch and then I think the other side of me is Wes Anderson okay so I I'm really excited I'm gonna dive in I'm gonna watch all his movies this year that's that's one of my big goals and this was Royal Ten Bombs was so good and then my number six is um 
the first part of something that I'll be talking about a lot today is Twin Peaks, Dave, Firewalk With Me. That is David Lynch's prequel to his breakout TV series, Twin Peaks. It is everything I love about Lynch in a movie. It's so incredible. It's so weird. David Bowie's in it for like five minutes randomly um story of twist and turns it's depraved it's everything that i love about david lynch so that is that is my number six i'm hyped for you with the wes anderson train i think i should join you on that i think you should yeah i think yeah. you should because i i've only watched like two movies of his and the grand budapest hotel i think i think that was like my number two favorite first time watch last year yeah i have still haven't seen it yeah i think you'll have a blast with that mm-hmm. one okay yep. My number five is, I think, the best animated movie of 2021, and that was Mitchell's versus the Machines. I guess my number five spot. It's it's it is hilarious, and the characters are great. Animation is so 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 stunning, and then and the action action sequences are a blast. So yeah, uh, number four. This is one that I watched two nights ago, Buzzer Beater, and that and this is another movie, another couple of movies that I want to watch of his, Bo Burnham inside oh my gosh yeah spot. that's right this is so funny he created a masterpiece with this like yeah i mean it keeps it real he is funny the music's great the editing is so wacky and insane and top notch so Burnham inside number three my guilty pleasure watch of the year Catherine bigelow point break I had oh. so much fun with Point Break. I it doesn't take itself seriously. Does it take itself too seriously sometimes? And then sometimes it does take itself seriously. It is a great like cat and mouse game. And if you like action, if you like heists and all that fun stuff, Point Break is it, man. Awesome. Yeah, I would love when you watch Point Break, Keeks. Let me know. I would love to watch it with you. Okay. If you okay. watch it this year, I want to watch it with you. I'll let you know. We'll we'll book a time. As a side note, we need to see more movies in theaters together. Yes. We need to, we need to look at the releases and look at some like we'll both love those and we got to go. catch them. Yep. Ambulance is maybe my biggest regret of last year is not being able to see it with you in theaters. Oh, 100%. When I watched that, I was like, yeah, I, I understand why Keeks was, was hyping this up and bummed that we didn't see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. This one was a surprise watch, but I loved it. It was the perfect fall movie. It's Dan in real life. Steve Carell is so good in this. Okay, and I don't know your number one because I, I thought I saw that this was your number one. Oh, you thought this was my number one, Dan yes, in real I life? I did. Uh huh. Yeah. So there you have it. Dan in real life is number two. Perfect fall movie. The twist got me the first 15 minutes. It's just a weird, kind of awkward dilemma type movie. And it's very witty. So Dan in real life at number two. Did I ever tell you I started this at the cardio cinema at Vasa? I was in the theater for like a, a an hour and Becky was like, where have you been? And then we left. So I've never finished it. I need to finish it. Oh, you need to finish it. Yeah, you definitely got to finish it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Mommy so get- these are my five, three. Okay. So these are like these five that I watched are just absolute bangers. Um, a lot of them that I'd been meaning to watch for a while. Uh, first is five. Paul Thomas Anderson's masterpiece in Boogie Nights. Mark okay. Wahlberg's best performance by a mile. Um, obviously, some subject material that's it's you know about the adult film industry in the in the Valley in California. So that could be a barrier of entry for a lot of people. But it just is so good. Every performance in it is a perfect performance. 
and I loved Boogie Nights. Now, number four, this might be a little bit of a of a hot take, is a movie that I think is even better. That's also a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and that is Punch Drunk Love. Ooh, Adam okay. Sandler romantic drama thriller with um oh my gosh Philip Seymour Hoffman it, it, their dyna- their dilemma is only there for like 10 15 minutes i loved everything about this movie every moment was better than the previous moment and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and it's such a sweet movie it's such a cute movie too so i loved punch drunk love number 3 this is a classic. This is also my adding to a list of things by directors I need to watch. Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ooh. I, I literally don't know how he made it. He made it in the 60s, and it looks better than 90% of movies that come out today. The, the, the color, the direction, the cinematography. the a, a technique that I think is slowly going away is the blocking, the mise-en-scene. Every single frame is so meticulously put together. I couldn't believe it, especially the stuff like before they get to space when they're still in like this moon base thing and these different lobbies people sit in. Oh my gosh, the horizon lines and the leading lines. Uh, Incredible movie. Then a movie that is not for everyone, a movie that is so heavy, um, but weirdly enough, I cannot wait to watch it again. If you ever want to see this, I have to come watch it with you because it is so, so gripping is Elam Klemov's Come and See. It is the most anti... It's, it is anti-war through and through. It is horrifying. Um, some of the most insane imagery that I've seen in a movie ever. But it has to be like that. It has mm-hmm. to drive home what the horrors of war is to just regular people. And man, it it, it was so good. I can't wait to watch it again. Wow. Mm-hmm. When did Come and See come out? Was that 90s? 83 or 84. Yeah. And it looks as good as any movie does today, too. That's, I think, you'll notice with a lot of these movies is the cinematography and everything around it is so well done that it just like looks like any other good movie you'd see today. Yeah. Love it. Love that list. Okay. I'm excited to hear your number, number one. one. I think I already know what your number one is. But are you, do you know what my number one is? I don't think so. Dude, this one is just... Right when I watched it, I had a blast with it. It was so funny, heartfelt. It is Captain Fantastic. Oh my gosh, my yes, one. that's right. Matt Ross directs the crap out of this. Big O Mortensen as the dad. The family is so unconventional. It has it, it's easy to compare to this a little miss little Miss Sunshine. There is total little Miss Sunshine comparisons. But to me personally, I think it takes everything that Little Miss Sunshine does and does it a little bit better. And um, it is just a compelling watch about what one family will do to go do what they think they, they should do. If that makes sense. Okay. And the dad, Viggo Mortensen is fantastic as well as all the other um, actors in it, the child actors. Um, everything's great. So funny, like I said, heartfelt captain. Fantastic. If you've never seen a keeks would love for you to watch it this year. Okay. Okay. So, I think you'll have. I think Becky would like this too. Oh, I, I think she, she definitely would. It definitely seems like very much her vibe. Some good one-liners, so it's it's a lot of fun. Okay, my number one. I've alluded to it this whole time. Um, I watched. We started. Me and Becky started watching Twin Peaks two, three years ago. Um, it got to a certain point where we, you know, we were kind of losing interest. Um, and then the second season, 
was such a slog and it was so hard to get through. And I was kind of thinking like, why does everyone like this? And then we watched Firewalk with me and like it clicked and I was like, I get it. I understand why everyone likes this. So my number one, technically, some people maybe wouldn't consider it a movie because it's 18 hours long, but it is Twin Peaks The Return. I think Twin, I think um, David Lynch considers it to be a film. Twin Peaks The Return is the most incredible thing I've seen in so long. The characters, everything that's given to these characters that you saw 25 years prior are back 25 years later, and the characters are even better. Um, to see the town of Twin Peaks be this, like, cesspool of filth that has just, each generation, you know, you think that maybe Dale Cooper has helped. He hasn't. Um, this town keeps getting worse and worse, and then Dale Cooper comes back, and he's not the same, and he's trying to get back to be who he was. Um there's doppelgangers, there's alternate dimensions, there's everything weird you could imagine being in a film is in Twin Peaks The Return, and it perfectly encapsulates my film transition of 2022. And Dang. I love Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, the original run that first season is an A-plus for me, a second season, and most people agree is like a C-plus. It's, it's not great because CBS wanted them to do a lot of stuff they didn't want to do. But now you get to the return and that truly wraps everything in this bow that it needs to be. So I'm we're going to rewatch Twin Peaks all the time. It's absolutely okay. going to be something that we keep on hand that we recommend to everyone. Um, Twin Peaks, the original show is on Paramount Plus, I'm pretty sure. And then I'm pretty sure the return is on Showtime and also Paramount Plus. But for sure, it's on Showtime. So when you say Twin Peaks return, that came out in 2017, correct? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Okay. And that's 18 episodes. I'm looking at it right now. Correct. Okay. Because it doesn't say the return on it, it just says Twin Peaks. Mm, okay. No, it was kind of marketed as The Return. And most people gotcha. Gotcha, refer gotcha. to it as Twin Peaks The Return. Even though it is more or less third season of Twin Peaks, it does feel like a film. Everything is building to everything. It's like how it's like how Quentin Quentin Tarantino refers to the Kill Bill movies as one movie. Yeah. I would consider Twin Peaks The Return to be that. I also think Rolling Stones put it as the best movie of tw the 2010s or something like that. I don't remember. Wow. I like stumbled upon that after I watched the show. So okay. yeah, anyone like if you're kind of a quirky person and you like watching weird stuff, um, Twin Peaks is going to be the favorite thing you've ever watched. It's It's got that surrealism, a little bit of everything. Yep. Okay. Totally does. I need to check it out. And I, I need a good watch. Big, big rest in peace to Angelo Badalamenti. He was David Lynch's frequent film composer collaborator. He made the themes to Twin Peaks, all the different songs and stuff. Also, the Twin Peaks intros, maybe the best intro theme of all time. But that score to that show is just a perfect fall themes vibe. And uh, big rest in peace to Angelo. He was like 86 when he died. He was pretty old, but... Um, uh, uh, a force in film composing. Dang. Yep. When did he pass away? Oh, uh, like two weeks ago. Okay. Yep. Well, pretty recent. Those are the lists, everybody, from TV to new releases to our first time watches. Um, mm -hmm. Send us yours. And then next week will be the Sweeties and the most anticipated for 2023. Really excited to do that because. 
we're gonna have some heavy hitters and we gotta plan what movies we're we're gonna watch. Yep. So let's record Saturday. I'll come over. Love it. We've yeah. got 15. We generally do 10, but there are so movies, so many movies coming out next year that we're doing 15 of our most anticipated. Have to. Yep. Yep. There's just so many. And then the week after we're going to do after sun the week after that, January 23rd, I think you're going to be gone, but Megan will have come out. So we'll talk about Megan. Perfect. Those are, yeah. upcoming I'll try movies. to get to the well. If I can get to the well, I'd love to do the well and after sun. We'll kind of do some overlooked of 2022 on the 16th. Maybe some that didn't end up on this list, but like we'll get an after sun review, a whale review, um, and maybe talk about a few others that we liked, but maybe didn't touch on the pod a lot. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Everybody, thank you for a great year. Uh, Sweet Film Meetup will be this year at Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Sure will. And we'll have our March Madness uh, bracket coming out in March. Yeah, we still got to finalize that. <laughs> yeah. A little Movie bit. We have some ideas. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll, pen- we'll pencil that down this week. Totally. So, all right, Keeks. Much love. Another year down. Everybody, stay sweet. 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 Thank you.